Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. So glad to be spending time in the Word of God with you and to be a part of your walk with Jesus Christ. Hi, honey. Welcome. Thank you for being here as well. Thank you for um, always being present and always being willing to share your anointing and the, the wisdom that the Lord pours into your heart with us. It's my pleasure. I enjoy just, well, I'll say being on this, this podcast, this episodes, doing the God's Warrior series, but first and foremost, just doing the will of the Lord. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. So we enjoy that too. So um, today's episode, we're going to talk about questioning God versus having questions for God. You've got the title for us, honey, don't you? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about communication, or communication matters, but it's really communication and I'll say questions for God in that. Okay. Because there's a, a right and a wrong way to go about this, <clears throat> right? Amen. Communication is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And some people may be saying, well, what does that have to do with combat? I thought we were talking about combat training right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? For those that are have ever been part of the military or involved in combat, you have to learn how to shoot, move, and communicate. These are natural examples, right? Mm-hmm. Traditional military um, examples. However, in communication, there is certain etiquette that is required to, well, and in that, you have to realize or learn how to effectively communicate what that etiquette is so it can be properly employed. Because it matters, especially in the heat of battle. So everything else is practice and training for when that event occurs. Amen. And we've been talking about the power source. Who is the source of power? We know that is the Lord Jesus Christ and his name in particular. And we're also talking about connecting to the power source and staying connected to the power source. So this... um, communication with the Lord is important. And in particular, we're not just talking about prayer, but in in a specific uh, way, we're talking about what's the difference between questioning God and having questions for God. So um, before we get into the episode any further, baby, will you open us up in prayer, please? Absolutely. Thank you, darling. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have the opportunity again to come before you to learn from you, about you, and about your kingdom, Lord, so we can become conformed to the image of your Son, Mm -hmm. Jesus the Christ. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Lord. We praise you you for that. It is a privilege and an honor that we get to be your sons and daughters, that you're our Father, that you're our God, and we're your people. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for those that are listening. We know that you are going to move in and through them on their behalf, writing your word on the tablet of their heart, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for that. We bind the hand of the enemy that has no place. And we plead the blood of Jesus over them, over their home, their environment, their room, wherever they are at, Lord, Mm -hmm. that there would be peace and rest that is only found in and through you, you, in the atmosphere. 
that they can just receive from you and grow and develop as you have already destined for their lives. We thank you. Thank you, Lord And Jesus. praise you. Yes. Glorifying and magnifying your name. Yes, Lord. In the almighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. In amen. In the almighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying, honey. And glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, most high God. You are right and you are our yes and our amen. So be it, Lord. Um, the Holy Spirit asked me to share something with you. It's kind of a, in my, from my perspective, it seems like a side note, but I know Holy Spirit, he's always right. Before we came to um, preparing this lesson today, I was sitting before the Lord and something was agitating me and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. It was just a, a sense of agitation and unrest and a lack of peace. And the Lord told me to forgive. And I was thinking, Lord, I didn't have, I'm not upset with anybody. <laughs> like everything is well, as far as I'm, I, you know, as far as I know, and I'm always, you know, if the Lord tells me to forgive, I'm like, you know, the answer is always, yes, God, I Amen. forgive. Tell me what direction I need to point my forgiveness arrow in. <laughs> Where do I need to uh, display this forgiveness? And the Holy Spirit uh, told me to forgive my night. And I thought, okay, Lord, uh, that's, I understand, you know, the Lord will tell us sometimes to forgive inanimate objects. So I, I'm tracking with you on mm -hmm. that Holy Spirit. But what he said to me was to forgive my night because my schedule had not gone according to my plan, uh, to the way I thought it was going to work out. And it was causing me irritation and distraction from my mind to be able to hear clearly from him and to move on um, to get to what I need to be doing. For the Lord this evening, which is spending time with this podcast. Now, I know you're going to be listening to it in the morning because that's when it's released. But this episode we are recording in the evening, which we do um, most times. Amen. So I wanted to share that with you. And actually, I want to share it with you because Holy Spirit told me to. But he wants you to understand about this so that you can be on your guard. It may not be a literal person that you are having ought with at times in your life and you're still seeing the results of having ought or resentment or bitterness or unforgiveness, but you don't quite know where to point your forgiveness arrow because the thought hasn't crossed your mind that it's something that is not a human. It's not tangible in that particular mm -hmm. regard. So sometimes we have plans that we're thinking, okay, I'm going to do this, then I'll do that, then I'll do this, and then they'll do that. And then an interruption comes or um, a curveball seems like it comes your way, or maybe the Lord changes your plans. And um, it causes you unrest when that happens because you're concerned about getting everything done. I just want to minister to you and speak to you in the love of Jesus Christ in that realm to let to tell you forgive and let God direct your everyday movements, even the arrangement of your evening. The word of God tells us to not lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. Also, we're encouraged to ask the Lord to give us each day our daily bread, which means he's going to give us the allotment for the day, the things that we need, and he's going to arrange our time and organize everything so that his perfect will is done. Darling, you had something you want to say about that? Absolutely. Uh, actually, in what you just shared as an example is exactly what we're talking about in this episode, in communication, right? And with the Lord and the questions. You asked them the question about why or where do I need to, to point this? From what aspect do I need to cover down on this forgiveness. Mm -hmm. 
which is exactly what we're going to discuss here, <laughs> right? That's a, that is an example of having a question for God, mm-hmm. which when you get down to it, God doesn't mind that. He doesn't mind answering questions to improve our understanding or increase our confidence, mm-hmm. which is very different from questioning God, which is what he does mind. That's the negative side of things, What, which is, so God does mind a human questioning him as though he's a liar and needed a human to direct him, which Ooh. is not how you handle that. <laughs> right? It's, it's very Ouch. opposite. <laughs> but, no, but, but we need to understand this, right? Mm-hmm. So even in the example Holy Spirit had you provide, everything that we're going to discuss here is contained within because it it matters and how we approach the Lord. Amen. Right? I mean, yes, he is the <laughs> the commander of the army of heaven. Mm-hmm. That's the angelic force. Absolutely. As well as us. Yes. And mm-hmm. and there is the father, mm-hmm. right? And, and which, of course, everything flows down from. Mm-hmm. So like any parent, just natural parents, how we as children question our parents matters. Mm-hmm. The parents are there. They, if you right, this is something that we say in our household often. If you have a question, just come and ask. Mm-hmm. But there's also a how that question is asked. That's right. Absolutely matters. It is it respectful or disrespectful? Mm-hmm. What is being articulated or insinuated by this question? Right? All these mm-hmm. things matter, and they must be. We must be taught. We must learn the proper way to communicate. Well, and then an example I just gave with our natural parents, how much more so with our heavenly father. Amen. Amen. And the there's two mindsets that are represented here. One mindset that has a question for God so that you can understand better just says is, is in the perspective or the positioning that says, God, you're right. I, I acknowledge you're right. I just want a little more clarity mm-hmm. I need to understand so I can cooperate with you in this. Um, and obey what you're telling me to do. One says, you're right, God, right? I just want to say that again. You're right, God. I just need a little bit more understanding so I can obey you and know what to do. Um, The other one says, you're wrong, God. I don't think you're right, and I'm going to correct you. And one is honoring God and respecting him as father. The other is dishonoring God and calling him a liar, accusing him of being false and um, positioning yourself above him to say, I'll teach you God, which is similar to what the Lord <laughs> said to Job when he said, oh, <laughs> I'm going to question you. And you answer me. Exactly. Uh-huh. However, um, in all things, God knows our hearts, but us making sure that our faith is active in God is absolutely vital and important. So we're going to look at some examples in the word of people having questions for God versus questioning God as though he's wrong or flawed and needs to be corrected and instructed. Uh, I recommend we start with a positive, a correct Absolutely. example. So since we are recording this and it's around Christmas time, mm-hmm. let's start in Luke with uh, what, as we're approached, the birth of Christ. Right? Okay. So it's going to be in chapter one. And actually we will start <clears throat> when... Gabriel visits Mary. And uh, so I'll start at 
verse 31. So just a little background. I shall start at verse 30. It says, The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob, Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mm-hmm. And here's the key part, verse 34. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And then the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth also has conceived a son in her old age, and she who is called barren is now in her sixth month, Amen. for nothing will be impossible to God. And Mary said, Behold the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done according to may it be done to me, excuse me, according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Amen. So verse thirty four was was the question How can this be since I am a virgin? She just received amazing news mm-hmm. from the angel, an angel of the Lord, right, Gabriel. And, and here, let's frame this really quickly because mm-hmm. our job, we answer to God. Amen. Right. The angel was simply a messenger, so please don't focus in on oh, the angel is so important right. and special. And I'm not belittling that, but the the mind the carnal mind wants to grab a hold of what seems to be spectacular and misses the truth and the foundation of everything this angel could not have spoken anything that would have come to pass unless the father had actually been the one who said it so he was conveying mm-hmm. this was the word of the lord absolutely that um mary was responding to not the word of the angel Exactly. Right? And if you read through um, the New Testament later parts of it where the Apostle Paul writes, even if an angel appears and preaches exactly. another gospel to you, don't believe it. Right. So angels are our fellow servants in the Lord. They answer to the commander of angel armies, the same one that we answer to <laughs> our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. We answer to the Father who ministers through the Son, through the Holy Spirit to us. Um, and so this is the word of the Lord that Mary is responding to. So she's, even though the angel's standing in her presence, she's really talking to God about this. Like, Lord, absolutely. how does this work together? How can I, you know, I don't really understand. Um, and I'm submitting myself. I want to agree with you. I just, I need some clarity Help so that I can understand aim. how this is possible, right? Like, mm-hmm. So she could focus her faith and and release her faith arrow (laughs) in the right direction. Exactly, which you see that throughout the rest of it. Because then what what was the response? This is how. Mm -hmm. Right? She received Mm -hmm. the answer. Mm -hmm. And then it ends with her saying, may it be done to me according to your word. Recognizing it's the word of the Lord. Amen. Which is faith in action. Glory to God. And God knows the faith that's on the inside of us long before the words form on our lips. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind as well. And when we look at the word of God, we don't isolate one section and ignore the concepts and the principles that God has shown us throughout his word. So if you think back to Daniel, Daniel had received a dream from the Lord and he asked God for interpretation. 
the angel of the Lord brought word to him. Amen. Right? Got the answer from the Father and was on, in the process of bringing the, the answer, the understanding to Daniel. And then in his particular case, there was a principality that resisted him and got in the way for a little bit. But then another angel came and helped him. And then the word was actually uh, delivered where Daniel could actually hear it. But God sent the word through an angel. Well, for us today, he sends word through the Holy Spirit because that's how he's chosen to minister in this phase of his eternal plan. That's another great example with Daniel was asking the Lord a question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the Lord was responding. Amen. Right. And sent the answer Mm -hmm. to his question. But that again is... It's a question for God, not questioning God. Mm-hmm. As, as though he did something wrong. Like you're calling God to the carpet. <laughs> right. Um, to answer to you. No, that's not how it works. So, But also we see the, the process that the Lord operates by because mm-hmm. um, angels that are not submitted to God, they're fallen angels, right? So keeping that clear and clearly defined in our minds, but also seeing the process that God has um, for us, and we we've seen the angel of the Lord, which is the Lord um, Jesus Christ, before He came in the flesh, Amen. in His earthly ministry, minister. And in those regards, He would say, "I'm not telling you my name right now because my name is wonderful. It's a hidden thing. It's exactly. secret." And that's because His name was going to be revealed here <laughs> in His earthly ministry. So, um, so now let's let's do another example, but from the other side of mm-hmm. and someone questioning God. Right, mm-hmm. not not having a question for God, but questioning the Lord, mm-hmm. like he was and calling God to the carpet to prove who He is. Exactly. So, still in Luke chapter one, we're gonna back up a few verses, and I'll oh, I'll okay. begin in verse thirteen. It says, but the angel said to him, "Do not be av- afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John." You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. Mm -hmm. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, this is the key, Mm -hmm. how will I know this for certain? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. And we're going to stop there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, let's understand a few things here, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that we read was, if you notice, and it's speaking about what was going to happen, mm-hmm. was, if you will, it's also legal speak. And this will, mm-hmm. and this will, and this will, mm-hmm. right? He will be great in the sight, Lord. He will drink no wine or liquor. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These are these things are. In other words, it's 
assurance and a surety. These, it's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But his response was not one of faith. It was doubt. Mm-hmm. It was questioning God. Oh, yeah? How do I know this for certain? In other words, prove it to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that is the total opposite of what we just, the examples that were just given with Mary mm-hmm. and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is a distinction between asking God to help encourage your faith and asking God to prove himself to you. Otherwise, you're not going to believe him. So this was akin to Thomas going, I will not believe you. Exactly. The Lord is risen unless I can stick my hand here. I can shove my fist there mm-hmm. unless I see him with my own eyes. I refuse to believe. So, exactly. And again, what Thomas did was calling God to the carpet, if you will, and Attempting saying, to. prove it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely trying to. And God is, God is a loving God and God is gracious and he is merciful. However, he understands what's in our heart. And when it is a sincere question, like, Lord, help my faith kind of question, help me understand so I can cooperate with you and believe you. And when it's a question of disbelief and unbelief and a refusal to believe. And um, so the angel again here says, I was sent to you to bring good news from God. And um, well, that's another will, right? Mm-hmm. Back where we, we read... In verse 14 of Luke chapter 1 says, You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Amen. And that still came to pass. He just wasn't able to celebrate until he honored God and acknowledged him. He wasn't able to verbally. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say this. You, You may be looking at this and saying, well, God still answered. And I will I'll counter you with this. It was Elizabeth's faith that got the job done. And the Lord didn't allow her husband to spoil what her faith had apprehended. Yes, God needed to use them both to get this done in the way of um, Zacharias being the, the, the natural father and Elizabeth being the mother. But it was her faith that got the job done for what she needed. And the Lord stopped the, <laughs> the her husband from causing her to lose what she had gained by her faith. Um, Which you read about in verses 39 of chapter 1 through 45. But she also asks an interesting question in verse 43. How has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? So she believed the whole thing. She had a... In in its entirety. mm Mm-hmm. She had some big faith, and <laughs> she believed God for the whole, mm-hmm. um, when the gospel was preached to her, and the the preaching of the fact that she would conceive, and who her son would be, and how to care for him, and to raise him. And then her, her husband had time to come around, that Amen. whole nine months of silence, mm-hmm. or um, however long she was um, pregnant at this point, or she hadn't conceived, he had a whole lot of time of silence to honor God, kind of like how Nebuchadnezzar had a whole <laughs> seven years and <laughs> of being a wild right. animal or being like a wild animal to get his his self in agreement with the alignment of what God said. Mm-hmm. So you got one more example. Okay. And, th- and this one is gonna be a, a little more complicated, but we're All gonna right. go back. Okay. Uh Genesis chapter fifteen. We're gonna start there. We're probably gonna jump around a little bit here. Okay. Just so we can understand. 
But I'll begin reading in, in verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. Abraham, or Abram, excuse me, said, O Lord God, what will you give me, since I am childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar, son of Damascus? And Abram said, Since you have given no offspring to me, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body. He shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to count them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Then he believed the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. So, I don't know if everybody understands what just happened there. The Lord was speaking to Abram, mm-hmm. not yet Abraham, mm-hmm. okay? And he's talking to him about a reward. Now, Abram had a question for the Lord about the reward. What will mm-hmm. you give me? Right? But then he says, and he expresses his desire. It's not about the silver, the gold, or any of these other things, which clearly Abram had, mm-hmm. right? He had wealth. However, his desire was for a child. And why was that the case? If we go back to Genesis 12, the Lord says something in when he calls him and blesses him. And it's in verse 3. I'll bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I'll curse. And here's the key. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Okay? So, let's understand that. He's talking to him about family. Mm -hmm. But here he is, still going, Lord, I know he knows the Lord's good. But his question was still, what will you give me? This is my desire here. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doubting the Lord. He was trying to understand. Mm-hmm. And he was also asking the Lord for confirmation. Amen. Um, he was, the Lord started talking to him about children. And so let's set this up just a little bit. By the time we see Abraham or meet him in chapter 12, oh, I mean, well, get to know him a little bit more and hear what God had to say about him in chapter 12, he was already 75 years old. Amen. And he had, they already knew that Sarah was barren. They had plenty of evidence that she wasn't bringing forth any children. So God brings up the conversation of families. Absolutely. And then in chapter 13, he starts talking about descendants. I'm going to give you and your descendants. Mm -hmm. Um, This is uh, Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 and 15 and 16. And so, you know, Abraham had faith. He believed God and he obeyed what God told him to do. But he's looking around kind of like Mary going, these things just don't add up, Lord. Like two plus two is four. <laughs> you know, kind of how she was like, Lord, okay, but I don't know. I'm not even married yet. I'm, you know, I'm still a virgin. I don't understand. Explain how this these, is going yeah, to these happen. Things, right. God, I'm not saying you're wrong. Just there's some parts. There has to be some more information here because this to that, you know, there mm-hmm. we still need some some fill in, fill in the blanks here. Um, and so he's also asking God for confirmation in chapter 15 so that 
he can have a sure foundation for his faith. Like, Lord, confirm this for me to let me know that I'm not making stuff up. I'm not misunderstanding what exactly. you're telling me to do and what you're communicating with me. Because he was like, well, I have a lot went away. So I had a nephew and that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Now I have a um, an heir, kind of, I guess that's my steward over my house. That's not it. Okay, but you're talking about real life children that came from my body. I need confirmation because... You know, I need to make sure that I'm putting my faith in the right direction. Not that he was questioning the truth of God's word, but he was trying to make sure and get confirmation of what he was understanding, which is fine to ask God for. It was a question for For the Lord, not Mm -hmm. questioning God. Amen. Looking for guidance, as you were just saying, guidance and direction. and, And then how would the Lord respond? He gave him the answer, just like we saw with Mary, just like Mm -hmm. what happened with Daniel. He said, no, it's, it's not what you're thinking. So put that, in other words, I'm I'm paraphrasing this, put that out of your mind. Get your ideas out of here. This is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We're going to go this way. You're going to have a son come forth from your own body. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. that's covered, and that'll be your heir, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then that's not going to be the only one. There's going to be tons, right? He shows them the stars of the sky. Again, he shows them. Uh (laughs) Right. Uh Uh-huh. Can you count them? Oh, no, you can't. Okay, well, that's how many they're going to be. Numerous. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So... And and but then you also see again, and I love how it brings this up. Th- again, now Abraham believed and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. He heard the word of the Lord, right? And this is also how you know mm-hmm. it was a question for God, not him questioning God. Because mm-hmm. as soon as the Lord spoke the word, mm-hmm. he said, "All right, I'm. I can take that to the bank, if you will. Mm-hmm. I can stand on it. It's a firm foundation. It's sure." It's it's going to happen, mm-hmm. and that's it. And it was finalized. Amen, amen. And the promise that God gave to Abraham was huge, and it had many, um, many different parts to it, if you will. Amen. And for each segment of it, Abraham had to build his faith like and release his faith for that particular portion. So when God said, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless you, Abraham said, yes, I'm going. Absolutely. Right, and he went with him, but there was more to it, and there was more faith that had to be developed in him. So the Lord had to circle back around, if you will, <laughs> and keep building his faith concerning having children. And then he had to work on Sarah, building her faith to Amen. have children. And God knows how to reach that. And also, what God did for him uh, did in this is he also wanted to start this um, natural covenant in line with his grand plan. So he also, when Abraham, when he prompted him to ask a question, how, you know, give me confirmation, Lord. Exactly. How will I, you know, how will I know that this is going to happen? And it was different than what the prove it to me that Zacharias said. He was just like, Lord, give me confirmation on this. Not prove yourself to me, but confirm your word to me. And the Lord said, thank you. I'm going to create a covenant that you, and this is, you understand this. Abraham understood the power of cutting a covenant that um, it was unbreakable. And then that was the faith that he needed for that, that part of his particular journey. And then God kept working with him and working with him until he got to the point of having Isaac and offering Isaac to the father um, at when God asked for that. So, God is invested in seeing his will come to pass. And he's invested in getting us to the finish line when we'll cooperate with him. But a key part of this is staying connected to the power source, staying connected 
to the Father through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, but that requires our faith in him. And keeping our heart positioned to say, God, I know you're right. No matter what you say to me, I know you're right. First and foremost, that's forever established in my mind and that your name and your blood and your sacrifice, your plan, your will is sufficient for me. And it's right, it's righteous and it's holy and it's gonna get the job done. I just need sometimes understanding. I need confirmation um, to strengthen my faith or to guide my uh, clarity so that I'm accurately progressing with you, Lord, and not deviating because I've misunderstood. And God is always happy to um, grant that. The Holy Spirit is here to guide us into all truth and show us things to come. So God has invested in us having clear understanding and being successful in our faith walk with him. What does not work, especially for an elite warrior and a warrior of God, is to think that your chain of command is um, incompetent. Inept. <laughs> right. Incompetent or inept, that means you think they're stupid and you think they can't get the job done. You think they need you to tell them what to do. That leads to... Um, I'll say anarchy, and that, that's the very place that Lucifer found himself in or put himself to go, I should be your God and you should serve me, God. I'm going to ascend. I'm going to take your place and you're going to take my place. We're going to swap this around. I'm going to be God and you're going to worship me. So, so at the bare minimum, it's insubordination. Amen to that. Amen. And we don't feel that way about God. So it's important that we check our hearts, we check our attitudes, and we put God in his rightful place. He's always mm -hmm. right. He's never wrong. So if there's any misunderstanding, if there's any lack of clarity, it comes on our part. Amen. And we should take the time and not look at ourselves and in a sense of condemnation, but humble ourselves to go, I'm not omniscient. I'm not omnipresent. <laughs> I'm not my own creator. I'm not all knowing. You are God. So I need you to tell me what to do. I need you to tell me up from down left from right, top from bottom, because without you, I can do nothing. But with you, all things are possible when I believe. So keeping that right mindset and, oh, you have something you want to share, honey? I, I did. Okay, It go goes ahead. along with keeping the right mindset <clears throat> and what we've been discussing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as far as communication goes, because yes, we can bring our questions to the Lord, mm -hmm. but let's also understand the Lord and his communication with us. Amen. All right, I'll give you two verses. Okay. Uh, first is Psalm 91, 15. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And then also Isaiah 65, 24. It says, even before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. And each of these examples that we went through, mm -hmm. Mary, uh, even John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, mm -hmm. right? And Abraham, or Abram. It's Abraham, but mm -hmm. uh, he had not yet, the Lord had not yet changed his name from mm -hmm. Abram, okay? Mm -hmm. The Lord's the one that initiated the conversation. Mm -hmm. The Lord's the one that provided the answer long before they even knew they had need of it. Amen. All right, whether it was about, in Mary's case, how she was going to become pregnant mm -hmm. with the Lord or our Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. Jesus the Christ, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Same with Zechariah. And, and the, like, but all of it, the blessings that were going to come, even with Abraham, the Lord's the one that initiated the conversation about family and about children. Mm -hmm. And yes, they had questions. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But in each case, as soon as they asked, the answer was already provided in there. And even with Daniel, mm-hmm. as soon as he asked the question, the answer was sent. Amen. There was a delay, but it, it further just proves out the Lord and his word and how he communicates. And I bring that up because oftentimes, it's something you and I do all the time, we, we ask each other, well, what's the Lord talking to you about? Mm-hmm. Or what question? And even when we talk about having a question before the Lord, right, many times we we already ask each other, or one of the first questions that we ask each other is, well, what would the Lord say about it already? Mm-hmm. Or And I even have the conversation with many other people. As soon as I ask them, I'm like, well, what would the Lord tell you about it? Like, Amen. In other words, I already know that he provided an answer because that's, that's what he's way. telling me right now and in the moment. And that's his character. Mm-hmm. And that is his nature and his character, right? So uh, just because we don't want to hear the answer sometimes, we might, you know, put it off, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't change the fact that the Lord already provided the answer. Mm-hmm. Now... Again, with communication and the etiquette on how to approach the Lord, you say, "Lord, forgive me." All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you already provided it. Yes. All right. Can you tell me again? Mm-hmm. I'm and willing to listen and be obedient to your word. Mm-hmm. And usually, it should be preceded with, "Lord, I'm sorry." Uh, I it, well, that's what I'm saying. Repenting. I, and I didn't then, want to hear you the first time. Exactly. I'm ready. Which and then go back over what he's already said to it. Which part of what you said to me, Lord, and that will usually um, versus saying God, just say it again, because then we start trying to insert our own words in there. But when you say and start looking back over what he's already said and asking it, was this it? Was this no, but, it? Was well, we this have an it? example for that too in Judges <laughs> with Samson's parents. Uh huh. They had already received the instructions on how to raise their child. Mm-hmm. But they did not block him. She they, just right. wanted her husband to also hear it with his own exactly. ears himself. So, but mm-hmm. but they also said and gave the reason, so we can fulfill everything mm-hmm. that's required. They would. That's paraphrase, right? And that was garnering more instruction. And exactly. but she believed him and ran and and told. But they wanted to make sure they had accurate detail. Now that's different than saying God. I blocked you out. I heard you talking to me, and I said, la, 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 I can't hear you. But Tell I'll bring me again, it up for, God. for two reasons, right? One, because <laughs> yeah. it goes to, it's, it was a question for the Lord mm-hmm. that he provided an answer for, but also showing he had already provided the answer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and had no issues repeating himself. Amen. Because they were willing to hear the instruction. Amen. He will always make sure that we are able to follow him. He doesn't mind it in that case. But then the other side is he's not obligated to repeat himself. Once you said, la, 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 I can't hear and, you. And then chose usually, to block him out or uh-huh. shut your and ears so off. If you found yourself in that place, take, take option, take this option here. Go, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. I blocked you out. I know you spoke to me. Was it this right here? And typically, if you're going la, 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 you, you're not catching all the words that go by or whatever, but just go back to that one and, and hold it up and he'll go, that was it. You heard what I said. Mm-hmm. And when once you agree to obey and he's got that confirmation, that agreement from you, then you can start asking clarifying questions so that you can move forward. But asking him and probing him, hoping you're going to get a different answer, that does not fly with God and he knows the difference. Um, I wanted to talk about one last example before we um, close out today, and that's Matthew chapter 12, verses 38 and 39. Um, and this is um, this is a step further than where Zacharias was, but it's also according, it's in the, the same venue, but it's a little step further um, because this is talking about the scribes and the Pharisees, which 
Zacharias was serving in the temple. So he would have been amongst these kind of groups of people. Um, I'll say in the way of mindset and mentality towards the things of God. So in 38, uh, I'll just start reading there. It says, then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered saying, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. So in this, this example, they were saying, prove yourself to us. Exactly. Dance. Dance to our jingle. I, I want to say dance monkey. Um, you know, like the little toy monkey that cleans no, but it, his it things shows and, the, the and lack puts on of a show. respect for mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. Lack of reverence and fear of the Lord mm-hmm. that was in their heart. Absolutely. And so they wanted him to prove himself as being God. Mm-hmm. And the, you see how the Lord responded. The only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. And catch it if you can because who saw Jonah get swallowed by that whale <laughs> who saw who saw him get spat up onto the shore again exactly. um something you're going to have to catch by your faith and you're just going to have to believe it so we're definitely not on that prove yourself to us god nor should we ever be and we never want to be there we're not on the the people that say give me a different answer god that's that's I not didn't how like god's warriors one. function mm-hmm. and operate Absolutely. nor should they ever Absolutely. No, it's again, is okay to have questions. That's right. For the Lord. That's right. For God. He loves questions, actually. Amen. That's, that's part of what prayer is about. Mm-hmm. It's how we communicate with the Lord. Absolutely. And if you remember back to my the opening example that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share, He said something to me, and I said, "Yes, God. Okay, show me where it is. Show me where to point my Amen. my forgiveness arrow." Because I didn't know. I didn't, I mean, I can't examine things as closely as he can. Everything is naked and open before him. Amen to that. And I need him to tell me what's in me and what happened and explain things. Because sometimes it just goes by like a blip on the radar. And now I mean, we can deal with it after mm-hmm. he does that. Amen. And he wanted me to ask him another question. He didn't want me just to go run off on a tangent on my own and start doing what I thought was right. He meant to open a dialogue and a conversation mm-hmm. so I could get clarity because then it also answered another question that I had for him and it also provided an opportunity for him to tell me to share it here on this podcast Amen to that. <laughs> as a part of the lesson. So, and then I appreciate how he ministered to you about it, sweetheart, because I was like, Lord, I don't really, but I trust you. I mean, I don't see what you see, <laughs> but that when does that ever stop you from being right, God? Just because I don't see it at the moment, I'll catch up with you soon enough. Amen. Here I am, Lord. So as you go, keep the right perspective. He is always right. He's never wrong. And if he says something to you that doesn't quite, um, I'll say make sense, but it doesn't feel like it's the fullness, then talk it out with him. Ask him questions. Thank you, Lord. And always start with here I am, Lord. Yes, sir. You're right. Tell me more. Tell me what to do. Tell me what your thoughts are and let God paint and complete the instructions to you. That way you always stay connected to your power source. You can't call your power source wrong and think you're going to plug up to it. They just, they don't (laughs) go together. So the power source is right. He's always right. And we're staying connected to him. Any closing thoughts, any? No, just, just be blessed. And I'll say apply the, the lesson, the instructions that, that you've just received 
on how to communicate with the Lord, right? The proper etiquette, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how we should approach him. Yes, we can approach him boldly, mm-hmm. but there's still a reverence, a respect that must be given. And yes, boldly does not mean disrespectful or Absolutely. rude. <laughs> it means confidently. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being here with us today. We hope this lesson has blessed you and that you are able to apply it. And by able, I mean that you do apply it. Put it into practice in your life. And we'll see you on the next episode. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.